Hello and welcome to Market House, the podcast where we talk all things Disney. My name's Caleb. And I'm Caitlin. And this week we have a super exciting guest on the show. We have Johnny from the DMSW podcast. Let's dive in. Right, and this is episode number 99. How insane is that? I'm so excited. We are one week away from the big 100th episode, and we could use your help. Please head over to MarketHousePodcast.com. You can either leave us a voice message or send in a written message. Both options will be available right there on the front page. And kind of share your favorite moment on the podcast, your favorite episode, your favorite interview, your favorite guest, what have you. We'd love to hear what you like about the show, either in audio format or written format. Doesn't matter either way. We'd either read it or play it on the show. We'd love to have you. Yeah, this is such a great opportunity. Again, we are so excited this being our 100th podcast episode, as well as our two-year anniversary for the podcast, which is so exciting. Insane. I it, can't even believe it. I can't it. believe it. Time has flown by. We love doing this, and thank you so much for sticking around and listening to us. Uh, again, we'll dive into more of that ooey-gooey stuff next week. Uh, but hey, before we dive into the interview with Johnny, you've already heard in the intro who we have on this week. Could not have been better timing. We wouldn't, couldn't think of anyone better to have before our 100th episode. Johnny from the DMSW podcast. He's the nicest guy in the podcast community. We love talking to him. I would consider him the Marvel Star Wars expert, and we ask him some good questions around that uh, coming from both two casual fans. We've got no idea what we're talking about when it comes mm-hmm. to those two subjects. So we ask the man himself what he thinks about those two amazing properties. Hey, before we dive into the interview though, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. It is a huge help to the show. Uh, a written review on Apple Podcast means the world as well as a rating over on Spotify. Speaking of, we've got one this week. We do, and this is from Nick Deco, titled Here's to 100 More Great Disney Podcast." There are a few quality Disney podcasts that have great audio, excellent hosts, insightful content, and can be relatable to most fans. Market House is that podcast. After finding them on threads, I found Caleb and Caitlin's podcast, the perfect budding podcast in the space. Great short episodes with Disney news. What's new in their world? Good luck with the baby! Exclamation point. Trivia and insight to help you feel a part of the Disney magic. Here's to your soon to be 100th episode, gang, and to 100 more. Nick, thank you so much. And number one, we're just so thankful for your support. Like you have just been going above and beyond. Just just in every angle for us recently. And so we're just so excited. Yeah, thank you. You've been interacting with us over on social media and the review means the world. Seriously, thank you so much. Like we couldn't ask for a better listener. I mean, we love that. We love hearing from you and the interaction is amazing. So love to hear your feedback and uh, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram. We'd love to chat over there and uh, talk Disney. And another way you can support the show is over on our Patreon. So if you could do us a favor and go to markethousepodcast.com slash support, you'll find more details there about our Patreon page and uh, again, how to get involved over there. So if you contribute to the show every single month, you get some fun perks over there, some extra content, and uh, we're just having a blast over there in that little tight-knit community. And again, it's just a good way to support the show, and we appreciate you guys doing that in advance. Uh, But hey, let's dive into the interview with Johnny. But let me kind of give you some insight here. This is the first of a few Disney parenting episodes. So again, these are going to be kind of scattered out here for the next couple of months. But we wanted to talk to some folks, some experts in both parenting and traveling to Disney, both on the West and East Coasts, and kind of get their insights on how to be a parent at the parks. Yeah, we're so excited for this. It's something that we've been looking forward to for quite some time. So again, we cannot wait for you to hear the guests that we have lined up for this episode series. All right, let's dive in to the interview with Johnny from the DMSW podcast. Right. The time has finally come. It has been way overdue. We finally have Johnny J from the DMSW podcast, and we are so stoked to talk to him today. Thanks for having me on, guys. Can't wait. We are so excited, Johnny. You have absolutely no idea. Like we've ta- like discussed right before they started recording, Caleb and I have literally been talking about this all week. We are so <laughs> excited. We consider you literally our close friend. It feels like you live so close to us and that we just talk to you all the time. But this is like the first time we're like seeing your face live and we're just so yeah. excited for it. 
Yeah, it goes both ways, guys. We've been, I think we're all been fangirling here all week, getting ready to uh, finally cross paths uh, virtually here face to face. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I uh, Again, I, remind me what part of the country you live in, because I always, Caitlin's always like, I always think he lives in like Florida, but he doesn't. But I know it's like in <laughs> I Northeast. Wish, I yeah, wish. yeah. In Northeast, right? <laughs> Someday, fingers crossed. Now, we're, I am up in uh, Massachusetts. So okay. I grew up uh, a little bit north of the city, and my my wife's family is from south of the city, kind of closer to almost uh, down. We're, we're closer to technically to Providence than we are to Boston. But okay. We're, about halfway in between Boston and Providence, Very not not nice. far from uh, where the Patriots play. Actually, we're like a maybe a seven minute car ride from Gillette Stadium. No way! Oh, wow. So do you get yeah, to the yeah. games a lot? You big big Patriots? Oh fan? yeah, big time! Yeah, that okay. was that was my thing before kind of Disney took off and the podcast. Like sports was, I mean, how do you not grow up in New sure. England and just be spoiled rotten by the 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 four major franchises that we have up here winning championships all through my 20s and and 30s so it's been uh it's been fun the uh my my sports life here as an adult to uh go to as as many games as we can here that's awesome yeah i uh i'm a huge baseball fan i i fell off i'm from originally my family's from st louis and so i'm a huge anything st louis fan so the cardinals the rams when they were there and then i don't act like I'm a hockey fan, but when I do pay attention, it's to the blues, of course. <laughs> right. But of course. Uh, yep. Yep. yes. So when the, the Rams left, I kind of fell off the NFL uh, train. Yeah, but that'll sting. Yep. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. When you're like you <laughs> LA with your money. Uh, but no, it's uh, I'm a giant Cardinals fan. So I, I'm assuming you're a Red Sox fan then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. It's been my dream to get over there to Fenway one day. It'll happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the uh, the cathedral here. So That's awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw you a quick cardinal story. Actually, my my brother um, did Air Force ROTC in college, and he commissioned out after graduation. His first base assignment was out in California. So we did a, a cross country trip when he moved out there to California. Yeah, and one of our stops was in St. Louis, and we stayed at the the like I think it was the Westin, whatever that hotel is, like directly next to the stadium. That's and awesome. We, were, we we checked in like kind of late at night. It was already dark out we get up to the room and we're looking out the window like drinking a beer crossed arms just like looking at the the new stadium we're like i don't know man the fenway is the best like how do you give up on history and like having <laughs> yeah. these new fancy pants stadiums this is this is ridiculous it's a wine and cheese park like this is ridiculous sure so the next day we did a, a tour of the park there was no game going on but we just kind of went in just wanted to check it out and part of it like they take you down near the the dugouts and you, they put you in this, the seats and just kind of let you sit around and and kind of relax and enjoy it we weren't in those seats for five seconds and we're like tear it down time to build a new stadium we need one of these this is awesome <laughs> put those tax dollars at work let's get going yeah yeah i absolutely. love it i mean that is a beautiful stadium beautiful stadium so yeah we yeah, love didn't, it didn't take long before we fell in love with uh with the the whole new stadium game that's awesome maybe we'll get you uh to be a cardinals fan one day we'll work on that uh <laughs> sure. but before we do let's dive into what we all love here and that is disney we've got a few questions to ask you, kind of a get-to-know-you questions before we dive into the meat of uh, the interview, the conversation. Uh, but let's start off with an easy one, a softball. Caitlin, why don't you ask it? Yes, so this is going to be an easier one, but what is your favorite Disney movie? This is an easy one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so classic Disney it would be Robin Hood. That was okay. my go-to growing up. That was the one that I wore out the VHS tape in that white plastic case that we all remember back in the day <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was like the that was the first time i ever cried i can remember watching in a movie when we thought robin hood died there in the uh the jumping uh out of the castle near the end of the movie so watch the heck out of that movie growing up uh but my my kind of modern day favorite here with the pixar element coming in uh it would be coco coco is oh. hands down far away my favorite the music is incredible the it's one of those things like it's a culture that like i have no background whatsoever in that no experience with that but seeing it on screen it's just everything is just beautiful and amazing and like i said the music is is crazy but the the real thing that got me with that movie was just the i kind of have a bias i think towards the the kind of the subject matter in there a little bit uh my grandfather growing up was uh, a huge part of my life i had a very close relationship with him and as he got older unfortunately he developed dementia which turned into alzheimer's so 
a lot of those scenes where they're kind of talking to the grandmother and there's like mm-hmm. nothing going on like those just majorly were just hitting home hmm. uh sitting there i remember i took my kids to see it it was my wife stayed home with the the youngest and i was there with the older kids and we were watching the movie and especially come like that final scene in the movie i was like bawling like my dog just died like hmm. hardcore yeah. crying in the movie theater and my kids like dad what's wrong and yeah. just completely emotions just washed over me with just the when the grandmother like you could see those this those those moments are so few and far between where like that memory comes back and it's like oh my god Mm -hmm. like the person's there and you can see each other and talk to each other again and that's exactly what it's like when when you're seeing somebody go through dementia and alzheimer's where it's 80 90 percent of the time there's just nothing going on the Mm. dots aren't connecting and then you'll sit with them for an hour and then all of a sudden you'll get 20 seconds of they they recognize you and right and it just i to this day i cannot watch that movie without crying every single yeah. time oh so oh, love, Johnny, love that so, movie love coco so, yeah i'm so sorry to hear about that by the way that's no fun to go through and um you know sometimes it's when you're watching the movies i feel like that was a time where like disney really connected with your emotions with that movie specifically so yep. Being able to have that type of memory, although it is sad, I'm sure it brought you like happiness and comfort in like some way or another. But sure. I have to admit, I I'm not gonna lie, I am a mess every time I watch that movie <laughs> and currently everything sure. because yeah. of um, what's going on. But no, I can't agree with you enough. Coco is just beautiful and just the story behind it and just the soundtrack. We literally play it nonstop here, uh, and I sing at the top of my lungs. So <laughs> definitely agree with the Coco pick. That yeah. was awesome. Excellent. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, Good stuff. yeah, that's awesome. Uh, next question, not as easy. Okay, so this one we usually ask folks if you can make uh, what is the the it's one change right to the parks or something. Right. We know what it would be for you, and I, I don't want to speak for you. I think it has to. <laughs> it, it rhymes with Shmini Bless, but <laughs> I changed the question for you because I know how much you despise the service. So we we're going to ask you if you can make only one change to Genie Plus, what would it be? So you can't rip the project i'm sorry the uh the service out or anything but if you can make one tweak to it which one would it be i it's it's hard to pin it down to just one i feel like that <laughs> <No>. scene <laughs> you know ace and Sherwood is like <laughs> and he's ready to go on a eight minute uh diatribe on that but oof, i mean like i said to me i think the the easy thing for people to knock on genie plus and as a guy that cannot stand genie plus hates the system it's it's just easy to say, oh, you, you only hate it because Disney charges for it now. And what the system used to be used to be free. Now they charge it, charge you for it. That's why you hate it. I really don't hate that part of it. I mean, it, is, it does stink, but that's part of the Disney game. I think we all understand Disney is a premium service, whether it's the, the parks, the hotels, the cruises, anything you do with the Disney name, you're going to be paying a little bit more than you would for whatever the equivalent is on something else. And I accept that. I go into it knowing that. So I don't even really mind at the end of the day that they've come up with a new system that they need to charge for, especially coming out of the pandemic. They're a business. They need to do what they need to do. They lost all that revenue for being shut down for so long. So it's a business. You got to make tough decisions. You got to bring in the, the profits where you can. So it's really not the fact that they charge you for it. It's it's me being a salesman, too, in my real life job. It's that that like that that horrible sales pitch where you just feel like it's like snake oil salesman just lying to you like you're telling me that you're coming out with this new system because you listen to the fans and you're trying to improve the guest experience nonsense like mm-hmm. you just just be honest like you lost a lot of money you need to make some revenue you need to find some new revenue it is what it is so I guess if if you're going to charge me money for it, you have to improve upon what the product used to be. And to me, the product just does not perform up to the standards, even on its best day, as to what we used to have with the old system that used to be free. So again, I guess hard to pin it down to, to one thing, but maybe just either just don't charge for it anymore, or if you are going to charge for it, then you guys change whatever you need to change, but just make it perform better than what used to be there before. No, that's fair. I like that. We were talking about that the other day. We were going off on, we were, we were, we were reminded of like, okay, back in the day where we had like the annual pass system and we would pay, we would, you know, happily pay extra for max pass, which was our version of your guys's, you know, we, we had a kind of a scaled yep. down version of your max pass plus or whatever you call fast pass plus. And yep. so it was, it was optional, 
it, you could either do the free version, which was you're running around getting paper tickets, which was fun. Uh, yep. <laughs> or you could pay $10 extra per day or five bucks. It was so mm-hmm. cheap and you got to do it digitally. And I mean, you thought you were king and queen of Disney. Like you got to go on any ride as many times as you wanted. It worked like it should, yep. like you were talking about. So yeah, you're right. We've taken a, uh, a step down and now we don't have a choice but to but to pay money for it. So yeah, totally agree. It's a bummer. You already know we could do a whole podcast series. Yeah. <laughs> Part one, two, three, and four coming your way. Oh my gosh. Um, but then next up for question, this one is a little tricky, but we love to ask guests that come on the show. Um, but if you could, which rides would you swap between Disneyland and Walt Disney World? So it could be something like Matterhorn for Expedition Everest, Guardians for Tower of Terror, like just that sort of gist. Sure. So I'll give you two answers here. One, if we're just sticking to same name, same ride, but just give me the, the other version. I want your guys's version of Space Mountain. I oh, okay. hate the Magic Kingdom version of Space Mountain. Our Space Mountain over here in Florida is very similar to your Matterhorn. Like the ride vehicle is like you're laying almost like laying down directly on the track. And it's a chiropractor adjustment every time you do that <laughs> ride. So just not not a fan of that uh, experience here in Magic Kingdom. But the last time that I was out there in Disneyland earlier this year, back in May, everybody was like, we got to get him on Space Mountain. He has to ride our version. He has to see how different it is. And it is completely night and day. It is a legit, fun, good, good experience, good ride in the Disneyland version. So let's if, we, if we're sticking to his name on name, then let's swap uh, Space Mountains. And if, if it's just completely different rides, but kind of still somewhat similar, then let's trade out roller coasters. You guys can have basically any roller coaster you want. I'll give you Everest. I'll give you a rock and roller coaster, but I want the Incredicoaster. The Incredicoaster really? is one of my favorite rides there in DCA. Love it. Gar- uh, Guardians Mission Breakout is my number one favorite ride in any Disney park whatsoever, but I'm totally fine with Tower of Terror here. I actually like having the different versions. Gives you a reason to kind of bounce back to, sure, to sure. either either coast, but if I could find a way to get the Incredicoaster over here, that is to me better than any roller coaster we have over here in Disney. Okay, Disney so can World. I ask you, would you have, would that answer be the same if it was uh, sc- uh, California Screaming? Did you like it as much or is it the Incredicoaster overlay that makes I never it for got you? To- Okay. Yeah, I never got to do it as California Scream. I've only done it the the with the Incredicoaster. But to me, I mean, that's without really knowing what the the California Screaming version was. The my favorite part of the Incredicoaster is is hearing that incredible uh, Incredibles music yeah. in your ear the whole time. That's to me one of the best things Disney does is pump in music while you're on the ride. That's what like makes both of the new Guardians rides on your coast and my coast, both of our guardians rides to me, it, it just jacks up that level of fun and, and makes it an even better experience when you mix the music into it as well. Awesome. No, I like that. that I love makes that it ride. more exhilarating, especially smelling the yeah. cookie. Like, oh, yeah, oh, we love writing it. At <laughs> I night. love that part where it's like cookie nom nom. <laughs> <And> you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. So I was going to ask you one question to end it out, but I have actually, it's a two part. So first I'm going to start off with one and then you could end with what I was originally going to ask you. Uh, so careful sure. here, my apologies. Uh, no, first question would be, what so you're you're the uh again i'm gonna remind everyone dmsw is disney marvel star wars correct is that kind of what it all yep. stands for okay so bingo yeah you yep. are way more of a fan uh of marvel and star wars than than i would even claim to be caitlin and i are both casual star wars and marvel fans we like them we enjoy them we definitely miss a couple of the releases like we still haven't seen the new ant-man we haven't seen a a handful of mm-hmm. Marvel movies. We've, we've caught mm-hmm. all the star Wars movies, but I don't know the lore as well as you do. Uh, but I'm going to ask you as a casual fan to a mega fan, what the heck is going on with both Marvel and star Wars? Is it, is it true? What Iger's saying that it's just a, are we getting tired of it? Are consumers just like, eh, we'll just catch the next one. Or, or do you think it's a quality issue? I'd love to get a take from someone that loves those two brands. Like what is going on with the studios? Yeah, sure. So I think part of it on the Marvel side, at least we can attack that one first. I mean, they did such a fantastic job building around the Infinity Saga and having that that set plan, I think, from 
right out of the gate. They they already knew long term, like, hey, if Iron Man works, this is going to be the next piece in the puzzle. And if that piece connects as well and people go see that, then it brings in three and four. And they always had a plan. They were always thinking three, four steps ahead down the path to kind of building towards this entire Infinity Saga. And I think when that was when they wrapped that up, that was such an in just an insane movie going experience as far as almost the entire history of movies in general goes to be able to wrap. And you think of most movies that have a trilogy, they can't even wrap up that third movie the right way without most people being like, well, one was pretty good. Two was really good, but then three, like it all fell apart. It was like, they forgot what they were doing or something. And yeah, Marvel found a way to have, what was it at the time? I think 21 or 22 or whatever it was 20. It was over 20 movies. Then they had infinity war and Endgame wrap it all up. And they, they hit on so many different marks and paid back so many little, little write off sentences and write off lines and random scenes that they found a way to kind of like bring it back to you. Like, Oh yeah, I remember that. Or I remember that line. And all those things are so hard to build on over a long period of time. And I think, I think when that finally wrapped up, they were, it was almost like you could like picture them being in a boardroom being like, okay, like we had this long-term plan. Let's just kind of go crazy here and coming Mm -hmm. out of the gate with this new thing. Let's, let's bring in different directors that we've never used before. And let's kind of like, let them kind of do their passion project. I think that's what we saw with Chloe Zhao with uh, uh, the Eternals movie. That was a very different experience. And, and I think, Taika Waititi kind of hit a home run with Thor Ragnarok. And I think they were like, Hey, you, you hit a home run with that one. Do whatever you want with love and thunder. And I think he was like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. And now he's like, just went way too far. Sure. With the comedy. Yeah. And that one. So I, I, to me, that's just kind of the vibe I get is it's almost like, let's, let's kind of just gently build on some overarching storyline to the future, but let's really kind of come out of the gate here in phase four and into maybe phase five even, and let's just go crazy and just try new stuff and, and try new things. So I think it's just a different style. Like you, you, you're not building towards a bigger project this time. So Hmm. you're going to have some hits. Like I think we had with, with guardians three and the, the Spider-Man one, when they brought back the old Spider-Man. So you, you got a couple, couple really good hits in there, but you definitely have some, some swings and misses too. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Final question. And then we'll get into the main topic here, but what made you want to start your podcast? What made you want to go? Like, I'm going to go buy a mic and talk into it for an hour every single week. Like it is a weird, <laughs> it is such a weird concept. Like when we remind ourselves like what we do every single week, I'm like, why, why do we do this? <laughs> I mean, we know why we do it. It's a blast. But uh, what made you kind of want to take that step and, and start doing this? Sure. So I, I think to kind of get into how it became a podcast idea was how it became a Disney fan first. And for me, I, I feel like I kind of have a little bit of a different angle or a different backstory into how I even became a, a really big Disney fan. And I, I went, I think, twice growing up with my family when I was in elementary school once and then in middle school once. And I, I, I did go in high school as well, actually. I, I went with marching band and we marched actually in, in Magic Kingdom. So oh, nice. only went three times growing up. But like I never had that like real like close connection to like I watched the Disney movies like those. But like my parents, my my family members, my friends, nobody was like a real like big Disney crazy fan. So that wasn't coming into my life. So I just I never experienced Disney in that way. And then once we got married, started having kids of our own. My wife was kind of at that point where she's like, all right, the kids are getting older. We need to at some point here, we're going to do that first Disney trip with them. And I was that dad that was like, no, it's too expensive and they're not going to remember it. And why would he spend all those thousands of dollars for something that they're not even going to remember? And it was kind of like, you could see like my wife, like, okay, let me go back to the drawing board and come up with a new sales pitch <laughs> yeah. here to try to convince them. And finally she hit on one. She was like, stop thinking about it as paying all this money for, th- for an experience that they're not going to remember thinking about we're paying the money for us as the parents. Like we're buying a parental experience where we get to go to this magical place and see our kids experience the magic. And I was like, oh, okay, all yeah. right. you got me with that one. So yeah. We did that first family trip. We had four kids at the time. That was in 2016. And I think it was our second day at the at the parks. We were at Epcot. We did a character meal at the Garden Grill in the uh, the land pavilion there. And the wife and kids had kind of finished up eating. We had seen all the characters, had the interactions, did the autograph books and all that stuff. It was great. 
Uh, one of my twin daughters was kind of hanging back. She had a couple of bites left. So I was like, you guys head out. We'll let her finish up. I'll let her finish up and then I'll meet you guys out there. So she had her last couple bites. And then when we went to leave, as we were approaching the stairs, Mickey was coming around the corner at like just the right time. And he caught her right at the top of the stairs and he got down on one knee. It was like rubbing her on the top of the head and talking to her like, you know, like interacting yeah, 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 yeah. emoting yeah. yeah 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 exactly and he did that thing where sometimes have you seen it like they'll like bring the kid's hand up to their like mouth and that you hear that like kissing sound come yeah. out of the mm-hmm. costume he did that and it was like the the only analogy i can give for it is like in the the original animated grinch cartoon movie there where like his heart grows like five sizes and breaks yeah. out of the little x-ray <laughs> yeah. machine yeah that's exactly it was exactly what happened like i had a little mickey shaped heart and it grew like 10 times the size and burst out of the thing just watching that magic wash over my daughter's face it was just it hit me like a ton of bricks and i we came running out of the restaurant and i'm like go up to my wife i'm like this is it like this is our vacation place now we are coming here every single year i am a i am full in like disney's got me like they hooked me i am a disney fan for life and i went home from that trip and was just full boat into Disney blogs and Disney YouTube channels and just trying to absorb Disney content wherever I could. And then eventually we got into the pandemic. And like I said earlier, kind of sports was my number one hobby. It was especially being up here in New England, like that was the thing. And when the pandemic hit, my the I could just feel the passion for sports just kind of come down. It was like, okay, like the, the whole like, sports experience was different. You can't, you couldn't go to bars with your friends anymore. You couldn't even go to your friend's house. You think about back to like when the pandemic first started, no one was even going to their friends' houses or family's yeah. houses. So the only way you could watch sports was alone in your own house. And none of the stadiums had fans there. It was just, it felt fake. It just felt like watching robots on the screen. So like, I could just feel like, eh, this just really isn't for me anymore. So with with kind of the sports thing kind of coming out of my my schedule and having some free time, I just for some reason kind of filtered right into the Disney stuff and went even more hardcore into it and started listening to Disney podcast. And then it didn't feel long where I felt like I was like the driving by like the cool kids, like having the pool party in the summer. And I'm like, oh, I want to have one of those parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was like, I don't need to go to their pool party. I'm going to throw my own pool party. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, Hi, I'm into Marvel. I'm into Star Wars, too. So I'm going to wrap it all in together and start up my own thing. And we'll we'll cover basically everything under the Disney umbrella. We'll hit the Disney stuff, the Marvel stuff and the Star Wars stuff. So that's so awesome. That's yeah. And podcast was born. It's Johnny. And we can't tell you enough. We are such big fans of not only you, but just your show in general. And for those who don't know, Johnny's uh, podcast is so incredibly entertaining. Every single <laughs> podcast episode that he puts out, there is just you can tell there's time and effort put behind it. He not only makes you laugh, but he's honest and he's genuine. And he's seriously and Caleb and I talk about this all the time. You are seriously the nicest person that literally anyone will ever meet or listen to. And we just can't. I'm serious. I didn't didn't send you the Venmo yet. (laughs) No, this is all this. Wait for it to clear. Yes. Um, But no, seriously, you, the, the show is just so incredibly entertaining. We look forward to it each and every week. And you are just the content over on Instagram. You're always on your A game. The reels are hilarious. The posts, just everything like A plus, like you kill it. Yeah. And I, I will say I know we're just gonna it's probably uncomfortable for you but just accept it just embrace it but we like legit there are very rare times where a podcast or someone actually make me laugh out loud like I'll chuckle or just smile and like that was funny you legit will make me you were doing I don't know if it was your uh you were doing rocket raccoon or something like that and I was in my car and I was just cracking up because I was like this is freaking so good and you're doing like the impressions and the, the production quality it's just, it's all A-game, man. Like, you do a fantastic mm-hmm. job. So we're all grateful that you decided to pick up the mic and do this. So, Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, guys, I don't even know what to say. It feels like a <laughs> setup here. I'm just blushing. <laughs> and we've also got you a house. Oh, right yes. now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's dive into kind of the main segment here and talk uh, kind of like parenting Disney style. So Caitlin and I, again, if you're new here, if you're listening for the first time, we are expecting our first child here in November uh, it's both super exciting and also terrifying. Johnny has been a fantastic <laughs> counselor and oh, like yes. sounding board and has mm-hmm. been sending us some good tips and tricks and advice. And we've been so welcome to it because we're both just have no idea what we're doing. That's our first. <laughs> uh, but we thought like, you know what? Let's talk to one of the biggest uh, 
Disney fans that happens to be a dad about kind of parenting and doing Disney trips with children. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would consider you an expert because you've done this a few times before. Um, and I don't know if you have you talked about much. I'm like, how many kids you have and how many trips you got under your belt with the little ones. And uh, why don't you introduce us to what that all looks like? Sure. Yeah. So we have six kids now altogether. We have two boys and four girls. Uh, my oldest son is 14. And then we have twin girls that are 12. Uh, my, my son is Colby. And then we have twin girls, Sydney and Zoe. And then we have another son, Hunter, who is 10. And then my daughter Harper is six, and the youngest is about three and a half now. Her name's Piper. So that is so. So you're busy, I would say, right? I mean, you're a fairly busy guy. Then things, yeah, things going on. Yeah, (laughs) that is so awesome. So you again, uh, that's why I say we're talking to the expert. You've done this a few times. You Mm -hmm. know what to expect. So I think our biggest question, and uh, again, we're not going to deal with this in the very beginning because we've only got one toting along. But how do you navigate a trip with so many age groups, like you've got one that can probably ride all the big rides. You've got a couple that are like, they're still stuck, uh, missing out on those bigger rides. Like how do you navigate bringing a bunch of kids that are all different heights and ages to the parks? Well, I'm, I'm a little bit lucky in my situation because I almost, uh, to kind of age myself here. It's like I'm playing Nintendo with a game genie. My wife is literally like the dictionary definition of the perfect mom. Like she was put on this planet to someday, someday eventually become a mother. She, she is the MVP of the family. She makes everything run. She plans the schedule. She has everything mapped out. She knows who likes what type of food, who Mm. needs what for clothes, knows how to pack the bag, how to get the stroller ready and all that kind of stuff. So I'm very, very lucky. And almost like with the, the, my sports history here, I just, I, I, I hit the jackpot. I just absolutely lucked out and got the, the wife of the century because it's very easy for me to just kind of show up and like, stand there and wave. (laughs) Hi everybody. I'm the dad. (laughs) Here's your lunch. I helped carry the heavy heavy stuff and push the stroller around, but but really the, like the secret to, uh, the sauce here, uh, at least for our family is, is my wife. She, she is absolutely phenomenal, but, uh, she's a school teacher as well. So she's got the, the the important thing is, is, is pack your patient pants Mm. and, uh, and be, be always be willing to expect the unexpected and you, you just have to look at i think disney in a completely different way than when you're you're going as just adults on your own when you're adults you can go wherever you want whenever you want and when you're there with kids you go where they want to go when mm. they want to go there and if they don't want to go there you're not gonna go there and if you do, <laughs> exactly. you're probably gonna regret it <laughs> yeah. if you if you force it so you just kind of have to go into the trip with that expectation like you are going there with kids kids are not meant to be up for that amount of time they're not meant to be walking around that much if it's hot when you're at the parks like they don't they don't like being hot just like you and i don't like being hot sure in the sun so you just got to make sure you're you do your best to not uh, let the stress of not kind of sticking to that schedule or missing your favorite ride type of thing you just kind of let that wash off and just kind of accept that like you're there for the kids and when that happens and you kind of just let it go to quote uh queen elsa i guess that's uh that's the key i think to having the uh all those magic moments happen that's when you see that magic on your daughter's face when she's with mickey that's when you break off with the oldest and you go do a ride with just the two is and he gives you that hug and says, thank you so much for, for bringing me here again. So, Oh gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh, Johnny, that just melts my heart. That's I cool. can't wait for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just got to get past the sleepless nights and oh then we'll get, gosh. we'll graduate to that moment. So, but yeah, yeah, you know, I totally agree with you. I think that's the number one thing that a lot of people, um, you know, if they have children or if they don't have children, you go to the park, they want to have a plan. Like I'm a planner. So yeah. like Caleb is yeah. more like go with the flow. I'm more like, let's do this for dinner. Let's do this for whatever it is. And I think that's so important. And that's one thing that Caleb and I will like, will have to learn with a little one is that it's okay for things to not go to plan. And it's okay just yep. to not have a plan in general and kind of just take the day because, our normal day at the park is going to be completely different once we take our daughter. And yep. again, as exciting as that is, it might be a little scary or off-putting because we're like, okay, is, is there going to be a tantrum? Is there going to be a time where like, I, I don't even, all the things that come up with kids. So sure. I think it's a great message to kind of be like, it's just okay to kind of just go with the flow and just yeah. see how things go. 
So, um, and then another question for you that I'm super curious about, you know, obviously we all love Disney here, but there's just so many different ways to do a day at like the Disney parks, whether it's Disneyland or Disney World. So I'm super curious um, with you and your wife taking the kiddos to Walt Disney World, what Mm -hmm. does like a typical day look like for you guys? Like walk us through that. Yep. So for, and that's another thing like too, everybody does Disney in their own way. There's people that, that swear by you always, always rope drop. And then you get out of there. As soon as you get to like the middle part of the day, you got to go back to your hotel every single day, have lunch there, rest, go in the pool. And that's just never been our particular style. That's not the way we type the way we do it because the way we look at it is it's so expensive to like, I'm, I'm a value guy. And maybe that's from, like I said, the, the sales background too, is like everything is, is numbers and value to me. So the days that we are paying for the, the entrance to the park, I, we want to maximize our park time, but to kind of compensate with that, we build in our, our breaks either by having kind of non-park days in the middle of our vacation. So Mm. we'll go for maybe we'll extend the trip maybe a little bit longer to do like two days in the park and then a day at the resort resting and then two more days at the park and then another day of rest and then one final day at the park. So we mix, mix in the, the, the rest days and and just commit to an entire day of rest. And, And the days that we go to the parks, we always try to do, we were always doing the meal plan when it existed. Cause a lot of times uh, with my, my wife's a school teacher. So that kind of limits us on the times of the year that we can go. Cause she can't just put in for a vacation and take a week or a week and a right. half off. We kind of have to go when, when the kids are uh, on break from school. So that usually winds up being for us is we would typically try to go kind of mid to late August because one, that's one of the cheapest times of year to go. And, when we have six kids, we're trying to pinch sure. right. pinch pennies wherever we can. Yeah. It gets yeah. expensive um, um, fast, but uh, we will we'll stay. That's the cheapest time to stay at the resorts as well. So like I said, we when we go to our, our park days, we try to mix in the uh, that meal plan and have a, a sit down dining experience, usually for a lunch or like an early dinner. And that's going to get you at least like an hour to two hours, maybe max of like air conditioning, sitting yep. in a nice table, chairs, the kids get the character experience. So they're not bored out of their mind. And it's a nice just a nice, like I said, hour to two hour break in the middle of the day where you're still in the park, you're still doing park stuff, but you kind of get that nice break in the middle part of the day too. No, that's smart. Uh, so you stay on property then for every trip, I'm assuming. Is yeah, there a favorite? Always, we, uh, we've had to mix it up a little bit as the family keeps growing. We've actually sure. like, we've literally grown out of the hotel. When we first, <laughs> the first trip we went with kids, we stayed at the art of animation and we just absolutely fell in love with it. So mm. It, that that worked out perfectly because it's basically like almost like a one a one bedroom apartment and you get the full down bed where the like the dining room the dining room table is plus the pull out couch as well so that fit fit the family perfect but now that we're up to six kids we technically don't even fit in that that hotel anymore so the the last time that we went was the the first and only time we've been with all six and what we had to do was just we did two adjoining rooms at the pop century and so you get four queen mm-hmm. beds and Everybody just partners up two, 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 and two. And oh my gosh, it hurts! Make it, work. <laughs> it hurts my soul. It hurts yeah. my wallet. <laughs> just thinking about it, I I whine about it and paying for two people, and I can't. That's I I love that there's there's an accommodation for you guys, but holy smokes, two rooms that's gotta it's gotta hurt. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's why that's why we go pop, and that's why I we love go it. end of August. Like, if yeah. you look at those those calendars of like where the rates fall, it's typically like the second cheapest time of the year. So we're doing everything we can to sure. kind of time it so that the it's the cheapest time. We always make sure we buy everything we do in the parks. We do it through. We have a Target red card, so the Perfect. entire trip is paid Smart. off with, with Disney gift cards that we buy through Target, and then before the trip, we'll typically buy like a $200 gift card or a $500 gift card and just yep. save that with us and go into the park with that and have that in the parks and charge everything back to the room and kind of pay it off down at the desk at the end of the night. And if we, 
if we have any left over, we just save it for the next trip. And if we need another one, we'll just jump on target.com and download another, another one there. Cause 5% doesn't seem like that much, but when you it add it up, up. Six, hey, yeah, yeah. six kids in a week to a week and a half. Yeah. It definitely five yeah. adds up fast. I'll take it. Sure. Yeah. And that's awesome that you guys stay at pop. Um, that was actually the first hotel that Caleb and I stayed at our first trip together to Walt Disney World. Pop. We, awesome. yeah, yeah, I'm obsessed with pop century. First of all, they have the best, um, is it the food court? Like yeah, the it's like a food area? court, right? Is that what you guys call yeah, it? Yeah. I, okay, cool. It's yep. so yep. awesome. I love their gift shop. I love how like the rooms, I love how the, like, the modern twist on the room, excuse me, the rooms. I'm so excited they can't even talk. And yeah. just like the different <laughs> theming, like overall, that is one resort that people like look over and I'm like, it's amazing. And the Skyliner is like, that is worth- Game changer. Oh my God. That is, it is a game changer. So we stayed at the Grandestino Tower this last trip just because I just, we like the rooms and, and the whatever- yep. But I will yeah, say, it's a great resort. We were missing the Skyliner though. Like the buses Heck are yeah. like mm-hmm. kind of lame. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so the the Skyliner <laughs> yeah. like totally changed the way we vacation, and we need to get back to a Skyliner resort. Which you're the Disney World guy. It's it's Pop Century and remind me Riviera and, and then of, what else? Art of, Art of Animation is okay. like right across. It's like the mirror image of Pop. So got it. Um, that that'll be good for when you're when your little one is maybe getting up to like three, four, five, six, that type of age, because you get okay. all those big characters oh. over there. It's it's like a mirror image of pop. Everything is exactly the same. The food court is laid out the same. Gift really? shop. It's all the same, but they have all the giant character statues and all the rooms are themed to Nemo oh, and cars. That's so cool. And all that t- stuff. Yeah. So that that's that's great there. But then I was gonna throw at you, have you guys stayed at uh, Caribbean Beach yet? No, we haven't. It's yet. the one. It's the big hotel we pass over, right on that. Yeah, uh, skyliner. Yep, that's okay. the that's the biggest skyliner stop on Disney property. Is that's where the hub is. That's where the that's the right. Of animation and pop feeds to that. That branches out and goes to Hollywood Studios, and then it has the line that goes down to Riviera and then to Epcot. So, I we actually we actually did Disney for our honeymoon, and we stayed at. Um, uh, Coronado too. Love Coronado, Ooh, yeah. just like you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we kind of fell into uh, a Caribbean beach stay. And that's my, my favorite resort that we've ever stayed at is Boardwalk, but that's insanely expensive. So that we, we typically will try to do a split stay too. So what we'll mm-hmm. do, cause we, I'm going to just keep going off on a tangent. No, I love it. Oh, go ahead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We love it. So from coming down from Boston with six kids, flying is just like that's like that bill is just insane. Sure. Plus just the the logistics of two adults and six kids like that math doesn't uh, exactly balance out. So sure. W- when we've done it, we've we've actually bit the bullet and and um, did a, a road trip and driven down so all the way from Boston down Woo. down to Florida. So we kind of got that down to a science too. We found a way to kind of make that work. We could do it in one shot without having to stop once at a hotel. That's so what awesome. we've been what we've done is we'll do a split stay and we'll stay at the boardwalk or Caribbean beach for like two nights and we don't do any park days because that drive is like 22 to 24 hours. So we are wiped out by the time we get down there. So it's almost like a vacation to get you ready for your Disney vacation. So yeah. we get down there and we'll do, like I said, either one night or maybe two nights at boardwalk or Caribbean beach. So you get a moderate or a little bit better hotel accommodations, a little bit more comfortable, better pool for the kids with the slides and all that kind of stuff. And then we'd bounce over for like the week stay. We go back down to pop and get the cheapest room that we can. And that's when we're doing all our park time anyway. So who cares what your hotel is when you're that's super smart. I never even considered again, Disneyland way easier to get around. Uh, So we don't really have to think about like proximity to the park and yeah exactly so it's just because you walk um again i'm i'm super jealous at how many resorts you guys have and the different feels and stuff we pretty much just have only deluxe resorts over here it's all three four hundred dollars plus and so it's super cost prohibitive for most folks Mm -hmm. and as as nice as they are you just don't get to say in them because you're like i don't i just can't do it because the hilton down the street's 150 (laughs) bucks a night and it's just as nice so yeah yeah Yep. Yeah. And the split stays are something that we've actually never done that we would love to do, especially with yeah. a little one when we plan on taking her over there, having those resort days, because usually when Caleb and I go, we're just go, go, go the whole time. Again, sure. you could you could do it with a little one. We're probably going to be more on the side of probably not doing that <laughs> and having more of the pool day or just the hanging yeah. out at the hotel. Um, but we are like so looking forward to that. And there's been so many times where Caleb wants to stay at the boardwalk. Right. Is that the one that you've been wanting yeah, to stay sure. at or Caribbean Beach? 
I don't remember. I don't remember. So, no, 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 so no. It's the Yacht and Beach Club. I would that love one. to say yeah. the Yacht and Beach. Yeah. That one. Yep. So Yeah. We, best pool yeah. on property. All right. So I've got to ask you again. You're more well-versed in Walt Disney World. I've I've clicked around on it and I got sticker shock and it like made me sad just looking at how much it costs. But <laughs> does it make sense for a large family like you guys to do DVC? Does DVC even make financial sense? Does it make... Have you ever looked into it? Um, yep. How often yeah, do you go? We, ha- we have looked into it. I... I as I explained there, like I'm full in on the, on the Disney bug. Like I'm bought in like this to me is like my go-to vacation out for the rest of my life. So yeah. I would be more than ready to jump in on DVC right now. My wife is a little bit more hesitant, especially sure. coming out of the pandemic. The The last two trips down, they've changed from like everything is magic and everything is perfect. And it's been kind of like, eh, it's, you can see like a little bit of the shine is worn off. Like it's yeah. been like 80, 90%, like perfect everything's great, but then you're definitely seeing a little, little bit of a different experience. So my wife's kind of at that point now where she's like, uh, I think for a cup for a good chunk of time there, we were trying to do Disney with the kids at least every other year. And when we could kind of make the the numbers work, we did pull it off. I think once going in 2018 and then 2019, but she's at that point now where she's like, eh, I mean, maybe like every four or five years with the kids and let's try to go to Washington DC and, and kind of do that. Maybe plan something for the grand can kind of do those other yeah. kind of big family trip type of thing and, and, and kind of mix it up. So until we get to that point where I know it's like value, 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 like when I know we're committed to going for a very long time, then I'm ready to jump in. But we've looked at renting DBC points. We, we tried to do that on the last trip. We were going to try to stay at, um, uh, the animal kingdom lodge by renting points. And it just, the dates didn't line up with what they had available. So mm. it, we've done it once. Um, yep. we rented again, a little easier when we're doing like a studio or something like that, but we rented points to stay at the animal kingdom lodge and we did a Savannah room. And let me tell you, it was perfect. So cool walking out and being like there's a draft sure. like eating out of a tree right here yeah that is a true and i'm sure kids would just be like what is going on there's yeah. a zebra it is yeah, pretty unreal absolutely. and it's just such a great way to save money as well like without doing dvc like being able to rent the oh, points definitely. i mean we save so much money being able to do that so it's- i i truly want and johnny you would understand this i want to walk around like the grand californian out here the grand floridian out there i want to walk around to people and be like what do you do how did you make this happen do you sell drugs can i can i yeah. be a, a associate of yours because <laughs> there's no way I see these big families and I'm like, how do you do it? Because yeah, you can really make a fantastic crazy. living, but Disney is that expensive to where even people making a fantastic living would, it would be a stretch to do that. So yeah, yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> One day I'd love to understand how they all do that, but it's a mystery. Um, you know what, before we get to the the final questions here, I do want to ask, we don't want to end it on a, not a negative note, but uh, I want to ask, if you're willing to share, is there just a total like parenting fail moment in the parks that you experienced? Like, hey, man, we, we messed it up on that one. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. This is one of those stories where like at the time it was one of the scariest experiences of our life. But now years later, it's like we we tease our little guy and laugh about it all yeah. the time. So the, the very first time that we took the kids down to Disney, like I said, at that point, I wasn't a Disney crazy fan at that point so we were just kind of down there and somebody that my wife knew i think texted us on our hollywood studios day and we had a a character breakfast and while we we're at the breakfast they were like oh you have to try to do this jedi experience thing like you go to this place and you sign your kid up and then you go over to the stage at a certain time and they put the kid in like a jedi cloak and give him a lightsaber and they bring him up on stage and kind of go through this whole it's like a whole show whole song and dance with like they're making the kids a jedi they bring darth vader out and the stormtroopers it's it's a huge thing you guys will love it you got to do it so we came out of the the breakfast and we went over to that, uh, I don't know if you're familiar in Hollywood Studios, where there's like that really nice water fountain right next to the Starbucks there, right when you first come into the park. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. So we we're kind of like, okay, this is our like break point. Like let's park our, we had two double strollers because we had four kids with us at the time. So I got one stroller, my wife's got hers. We're both looking at the, at the paper map spread out like, all right, where the heck is this Jedi thing? Like, where do we got to go sign up for that? The kids, unbeknownst to us, jumped out of the stroller and we're like reaching into the fountain and playing with the fountain and we're like all right guys come on we gotta go we gotta it's over here so didn't parenting fail classic <laughs> parenting fail yeah did not pay attention closely enough to make sure and do the head count that all four kids got into the double strollers so 
We thought we had all four kids with us. We headed over to where the the Jedi training thing was. We parked the strollers and we were like, come on, guys, let's go over and get you signed up. And we turn around we're like one, two, three. Oh, no. Uh, where's four, where's Hunter? Yeah. I'm like, I thought he was in your stroller. And she's like, my wife's like, no, he was in your stroller. And I was like, oh, my God, we lost Hunter. Oh, and I'm like, you stay here. Stay here with these with the three kids. I'll try to backtrack and go find him. And I was like, it was like a movie. Like I was that dad, like going through backtracking my steps through Disney, going past like the 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 dinosaur pool, yeah. Indiana Jones, screaming at the top of my lungs, Hunter, Hunter, just trying to, like I said, oh, kind of no. cover my tracks and go back. Sure. And then I, I was like, okay, we started at the fountain, go back to the fountain. Maybe he's somewhere near the fountain. And as I approached the fountain, screaming his name, I could see a cast member on the ground on her knees with him in her lap. Just she's hugging him and he's crying his eyes out. Then I start crying my eyes out. I'm like, oh my God, that's my son. That's my son. (laughs) Oh, Johnny. And and the the real parenting fail, even on top of that, was like in what's running through my head this entire time is so my son's birthday is March 4th. And this was we did this trip during April vacation week up here. So at the time, we're like, okay, like, look how expensive this trip is. If Hunter is three years old, he's X amount of hundreds of dollars. But if he's two, wink, yeah. wink, yeah. he's free. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, right. let's just maybe not tell him that he has his birthday until after we get back from Disney. And my wife's like, are you serious? Like, do you really want to lie oh, to him? Gosh. I'm like, well, we don't have to lie. We just don't tell him about, we just don't mention the birthday until we get back from Disney. I love that. Our, our fear was like the older kids would be like, he's really three. <laughs> Disney did, boom. Like yep. another $950 bill. So as I'm like running through the park, screaming his name in my head, I'm like, he doesn't even know he's three yet. He doesn't doesn't even know he's three. <laughs> My so boy. We had a, a double, a double fail there, but luckily, knock on wood, it all, it all worked out in the end, and uh, oh, we got him back. So, oh my gosh, go. I love live, that you guys can to tell another story another day. Yeah, I love that you guys can laugh <laughs> about it now, but I cannot imagine the moment of like you and your oh, wife. God. I would be a mess. Yeah, I remember like getting lost in a grocery store and that, like, oh my gosh, but that's a, I mean, that's four <laughs> walls, like that. That's pretty easy, right? A couple aisles down, but yeah. Disney World, yeah. that is another beast. But I'm so happy that it had a happy ending. Yeah, it all worked out. Yeah. Hunter yeah. made it home. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And the sweet cast member, too. That's so awesome that they were just oh doing God. that with him. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, this is uh, okay. So this might uh, be insensitive to some folks for at home. They might be a little offended by this question uh, and just what? upset with Johnny. Yeah. Let me, let me, I'm teeing it up here. Why, <laughs> why do you hate Walt Disney's creation so much? Um, it was the last ride he worked on before his untimely death over here on the uh, West coast, but pirates of the Caribbean Disneyland edition. <laughs> why do you hate the original creation so much? I don't, no, I want to know. No, <laughs> no disrespect to Walt himself. Clearly he's uh, at the top of the, the pedestal. I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have my opinions meant to uh, hurt his feelings, but so I've, I've only been to Disneyland twice. And the, the first time that we came out, it was down for refurbishment. So that, that was going into Disneyland. My first time I'm like, I want to do, all the rides that exist at both parks. So like I can have that, that fun experience of like talking and comparing how, which one's better. What did I like better at this one than over yeah. that one? So I was really bummed that I didn't get to do pirates the first time. So when I was coming out earlier this year, everybody that I was going there with was like, we have to get you on pirates. Like that's like one of our number one things on the to-do list is we got to get Johnny on pirates. And to be fair, every Disneyland fan that I know is like, our pirates is so much better than your pirates. It's the best pirates. Your pirates is trash. Like it's, it's the worst. Once you go on our pirates, you'll never even want to go on your pirates again. It'll just, you'll never enjoy it or experience it another way. So I had this, this version of the ride completely built up in my head. And when I went out there for that trip earlier this year, it just happened to be that, that we got into a completely packed full boat and I was in the very front row all the way on the left. And it, at the time I had like one of those little drawstring backpacks and I was actually meeting a couple friends. We were going to go to the magic key terrace for dinner that night. So I had like oh, yeah. a little bit of a nicer outfit on and had stuff in my, my bag went down that, that first drop and got drenched. I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, you don't get wet yeah. on pirates. And I am, it's like, I just got off Kali river rapids or, 
or something like this is yeah. ridiculous. Like that set me off in kind of a, a bad point there uh, from the start. And I, I've talked to a few different people and some people seem to think that Disney does play with the speed of the boats and it's a longer experience. Yes. And there's more to see more animatronics and it's a, it's a longer version of the Walt Disney world ride, but being soaking wet and kind of starting off in that bad mood right out of the gate. It, it the ride felt like it was like seven hours long. I'm like, <laughs> When is this freaking ride going yeah. to be over? I just want yeah. to get out of the boat. This is horrible. So it's just, I think, kind of everything was stacked up against sure. it. It was incredibly overhyped. I got way more wet than I ever thought I was going to get. And it right. just it felt like it was almost going backwards in time. I can and totally. I it, and I hate it. And I legit just flat out hate the queue, too. Like, the queue is so much worse than what we were lucky enough to have here in uh, in Walt Disney World. So those four things all combined, I was like, okay, like... I, and, and I'm a guy too. Like I, I really don't have a loyalty to Walt Disney world over Disneyland. I don't care. I'll pick, I'll say whatever I feel like is better at Disneyland and it doesn't bother me at all. But like, I was like, you know what, this one here, I'm sticking with my home park. I'm going yeah. with Disney with, uh, with Disney world's pirates and, Sounds like I've I've ruffled a few feathers of just a the, few. I mean, it's a the, fair point. In the it Disneyland is, community. It is a totally fair point. <laughs> I it, yes, they, the way they hyped it up, probably a little uh, not fair to the ride because you're just probably expecting this mind blowing experience. Um, I do love the pacing. I like the slow, but yes, you're correct. There are some boats you'll be in if it's too heavy or what have you, or they are kind of trying to slow traffic down where you're literally like it feels like you're at a standstill and you'll just be kind yep. of just sitting there next to people eating. You're like, hey, how's the roll? Can you pass me one? <laughs> um, but I, I get it. I, I understand. Yeah. there's. I, a, did, my... I did ride it a second time, and it was a lot better the second time I was yeah. there. Good. It was like more in the middle of the boat, didn't get wet, and it definitely felt like it was going a lot faster. And there's obviously a ton of better animatronics than on that version than there is on the Walt Disney World ride. So I appreciate all those extra bells and whistles. And like I said, it was a better experience when you're not drenched, and it doesn't feel like it's going yeah two miles an hour i don't blame you there i hate being wet especially if you're going to a nice dinner i i get that so. <laughs> literally every time we go i'm gonna just speak a little bit for caleb right here every time we go on that ride we go i'm all excited to go on the drop and like mm -hmm. i like getting wet except for on um grizzly river run that one i'm like that's a whole other level for me but it's one of those things where like every time we go down without fail within like two seconds caleb's like oh, i'm soaking wet because like a big wave here in the <laughs> yeah, side Yes, or like prior to the drop, it's too hot in their room. So he's like, it's so hot in here. I don't want to go on this No, ride. my complaint is it used to be the ride where we'd escape from the summer heat and they would be yeah. blasting the AC in there. I mean, it would be so cold um, and I yeah. run hot and stuff. Uh, that'd be actually kind of cold. Post-pandemic, I will say, they've they've learned that their AC bill was too high. They're like, hey, we can cut down <laughs> on this and people won't complain because uh, it's way, it'll be muggy sometimes. It's mm -hmm. way humid in there. Sure, yeah. So I just am a little, I get a little angry at just that whole shenanigans because it's not fair and I paid a lot to be there. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, last question, I think related to uh, the parenting Disney style, but what we want to know is what park would you recommend most for families? And if a family had to skip one Walt Disney World park, if they only had four days over there or, or three days, what have you, three days, yeah. uh, what park, uh, what park would you recommend they skip and why? So that's a, it's a tough, tough thing for me to answer. Cause I, I, as, as a guy that's obviously known for like being very opinionated and putting what I think out there, I never, I try to always like never get into that realm of like telling other people like this is this is what i think is the best way and this is how you have to do it because sure. to me disney is such a a personal experience and it's different for everybody some people love the thrill rides some people love the the slower dark rides or the the kind of the history type stuff with walt they like the more old-fashioned type stuff so it's kind of hard for me to like literally pick one thing for a certain person and tell them this is the way to do it. But what I can say is like kind of just generally speaking, if you have kids that are um, like elementary school age kids that love doing the rides, Magic Kingdom is going to obviously be your your go to layup winner right there. It's the most rides in the park. It's the most rides that'll fit their height range and probably their thrill level that they're going to be looking for. So if you have kids in that kind of age range, I would definitely go towards uh, Magic Kingdom. If you have like a little infants, like very little kids, 
have a basically treat it like a like a, a adults only vacation and go to Epcot, take your time and there's Turtle Talk with Crush and Nemo and Spaceship Earth and Living with the Land. There's plenty of stuff that you can go on with with that little one and and enjoy some type of ride. Uh, but there's obviously enough there that you two as the adults can just enjoy that cute little baby in the stroller or in the uh, baby Bjorn character uh, carrier yeah. if you have one of those. And you can still drink around the world, still enjoy all the different snack booths and that uh, and that type of thing. And to me, Animal Kingdom and um, in Hollywood Studios, for us, it typically ends up being somewhere between a half day and like a two thirds day. A lot of the times when we go to those parks, if you rope drop those parks, you can get those big um, e-ticket rides out of the way right away. First thing in the day. And then you can kind of plan to get out of there a little bit earlier and maybe go go to a nice dinner somewhere at, a, at one of the resorts or um, somewhere else uh, on the property or just go back to your resort a little bit earlier and enjoy the pool type of thing. So, so it's, maybe cheating here not giving you one layup answer here but like to me it, it really depends on what uh what what type of kids uh age range you have with you sure. when you're doing that trip no that makes sense i love it epcot we'll do epcot yeah caleb loves <laughs> epcot we could go on the yeah. nemo ride all day so <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely yeah we are jealous um of that ride we i truly speaking for myself i wish we had that version over here instead of the submarine rides yeah. um we yep. we love nemo but we just never ride that ride because it makes us so claustrophobic and it's just warm and um so we do love doing that one over there it's so nice and then the the little like the animal exhibit that you can go through like the seas yeah it's like a full-on like so aquarium cool. yeah it's like an aquarium yeah, yeah. And especially yep. for little ones like you could spend so much time in there just like looking at all the sea creatures and just it'd be a blast yeah, our kids love that that area. They're looking at all the things in the tank, and that's where that's where our version of Turtle Talk, uh, Turtle Talk with Crush is. That's so right. It all kind of fits theming wise too. So that's a that's a good spot to soak in that air conditioning and get a nice, easily two hour break, and then keep the kids entertained while you, as the parent, can be like, ah, yeah, nice. exactly. A nice <laughs> piece of wall to lean against while the kids look at the octopus for ten minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Johnny, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time to come on the show uh, again. My pleasure, guys. My pleasure. Always fun talking to you. Before we let you go, where can people find you? Plug anything you want. Uh, we want to hear where the people can go listen and view the good the goodness you're, you're uh, putting out on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, guys. So basically, any of your major podcasting apps, you're going to be able to find the show. It, you can just search DMSW and it should come right up for you. The name of the show is The DMSW Podcast. And the, like I said before, the D is for Disney, M is for Marvel, SW for Star Wars. We cover basically everything under the Disney umbrella. And as far as social media goes, I mean, technically, I'm on Facebook and threads and Twitter, but basically the my go-to is instagram so if you want to reach out um and and talk to me the dms are always open comment on a post we can talk through there that's to me that has been the biggest shocker to me that is if you told me when i was starting the podcast what do you think your instagram is going to be my thought was it's just a place for me to like post that a new episode is out and like put a link in a story like type of thing <laughs> yeah. i had no clue that like that would be my number one connection to friendships like you guys and meeting other podcasters meeting people that listen to the podcast and come back and check and interact with you every single week so that is instagram has been the the biggest surprise for me and then just the reels thing kind of coming out of nowhere too like just i remember doing like the first one i was like oh that was kind of fun and got a couple likes and a couple laughs and i'm like all right so this is i guess a little niche that i can kind of try to knock out here for myself so yeah like you had mentioned earlier like i i take a lot of pride in like bringing humor into the Disney realm. So like that is my favorite thing, even more than just doing the podcast in general is I just like being a silly goose. And like, I just want to make people laugh and whether it's doing a, a stupid impression or a little funny skit at the beginning of an episode or putting out uh, some type of reel, I just, that is my favorite thing is to just make people laugh. So that's, uh, that's what we're trying to do here on the podcast and on the, uh, the Instagram feed. And if you want to reach out there at, the DMSW podcast. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Johnny. And seriously, go check it out. We, this is It's a weekly listen for us. It's a must listen. Uh, we're not going to hold it against them that it comes out the same day as ours does. Go listen to both. It's, it's all good stuff. Uh, we yeah. love what Johnny's doing. And again, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you, Johnny. We appreciate pleasure, you. My guys. Thank you so much for having me on here. And uh, we will definitely get you. I got some, uh, my, I'm known for my little eyeball emoji t- uh, uh, teases on Instagram. And I, I have some, I have a, I think a really fun idea to get you guys and a couple of other, couple of our other podcasting friends on the episode here all together Yay. pretty soon. So that'd be nice. awesome. I love it. Yeah, we'll have some fun. <laughs> all right, see you soon, Johnny. All right, guys, thank you. Wasn't he awesome? Uh, we love Johnny. He's seriously again, like I mentioned before, nicest guy in the world. He's been supporting our show from the very beginning, and vice versa. We caught on to him early on and we just kind of latched onto each other and have just been keeping up with each other's stuff from the very beginning yeah we love him he's just so kind and he's just literally his motto is teamwork makes the dream work and i cannot think of any other person who nails that yeah he lives it out he like he walk he what is it walks the talk talks the walk walks the talk (laughs) talks walks i don't know (laughs) he does something he does it well (laughs) yes he does johnny thanks so much for coming on we love you seriously you you, again if you haven't checked out the dmsw podcast please go do it it's a fantastic show and he talks about a ton of different things and does a fantastic job on everything over there thank you so much for listening it's been a blast you can find us over on instagram and threads at market house podcast Uh, again please consider leaving a review on apple Podcasts and spotify giant help to the show Head over to Patreon to support the show, markethousepodcast.com slash support. You can support us over there by contributing monthly, and we will give you some more perks and extra content. And don't forget for our 100th episode coming up very, very soon to get in your little either voice recordings or just written text on what you've been enjoying with the show, your favorite moments, favorite guests. We are so, so, so excited to dive into those next week. Yes, we are. And you can find that link in the episode description, but markethousepodcast.com for a quick link over there. Join us next week for another episode, a special episode, episode 100. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.